Welcome to episode 260 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, welcome along to episode 260 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom, Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Sensational. You had a haircut, I noticed, mate. It's a good one, too. Yeah, I've, I've gone for the... the I've re, I'm going to rebooking now. I've been instructed I should do rebooking. So, so what, every so often? About every six weeks. Six weeks, about yeah. right. How much yeah. does it cost you for your haircut? Uh, 22.50. Oh, where'd you get that done? I power here. I might, I might go there, mate, because I'm, no, I'm happy. I'm, that's a good haircut. Yeah, thank you. Were you happy with the haircut? It was satisfactory. Because you have turned up here at times. Oh, here we go. <laughs> some, well, you go with the same style. You, I you, do. You, you know, it's pretty consistent, but there have been the odd time when they've gone a little bit short. Number three on the back, occasionally yeah. number two if we're looking short, and then just zigzagging on the top. <laughs> zigzagging on the top. I Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com For worlds, if you want a great haircut and great coffee, Coffees of Hawaii. Athlinks.com Where you can show your new haircut to all your mates And extreme endurance uh, It helps your hair grow as well It helps you go faster <laughs> Tell you what, they could charge more if it made your hair grow It would, yeah. charge a lot <laughs> Charge a lot Prince William could get some of that Did you watch the wedding? A little bit, yeah Flicking between the basketball, Belinda was into the wedding Flicking between the basketball, wedding and the rugby oh, See, Joe doesn't have Sky So it was just the wedding And my problem is, with all you poms out there don't really care about the Royals I don't really mm. understand why we praise Royals Because oh, man, we're, part of the, we're part of the yeah, but they're just born. The, the Empire. What have they done? They're just born. Yeah. So I, I struggle with that a little bit. So, um, But I didn't want to bring a Debbie Downer on Joe's night because she liked it. You put that aside. The whole occasion was pretty amazing. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. It was I, was I was stimulated, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's show, what are we coming up? We've got some. The fashion, new... Bevan, the fashion. You must have been loving the fashion. Oh, I tell you, I just couldn't contain myself. Yes. I was loving it. That hat. Did you Her... see Beatrice's hat? No, we were on a different. Have you not seen that? Beatrice's hat. Oh, you talk on the Is she up. one of uh, Ferguson's daughters? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. Eugenie and Beatrice. Um, Belinda wanted to see them, and then they're getting out of the car, and they. That's for Beatrice. B e a t r i c e. Um, and then they cut to a different angle shots. So what was it B e a? Oh, whatever. Just, just. This see is great. See, 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 see it. Yeah, Google will fix it. Uh, no, uh, no. Uh, see, see. Okay, anyway, we're um. <laughs> let's start again. This is crap. <laughs> let's keep going. No. We're going. We're going. We're going. Sorry about that, team. Sorry if you're new listening to the show. It's normally much more entertaining mm, at the that start. Was a shocker. I'm going to try find that hat by the end of the show. But hey, you can buy hats for. Oh, let's go, Bevan. Okay, so what have we got on the show this week? News. We got this age group of the week. We got a website of the week and questions and answers. Back to a normal show, John. That's right. Mm, good times it's, well, not, news. it's not going to be an hour 45 show this week no it won't be a news this week first of all Iron Man Australia what happened to Crowey John where was he well, apparently the news was trickling around we didn't pick up on it that he probably he potentially wasn't going to be racing he'd had a virus um, and ended up not racing so that probably took a lot of the gloss off the field um, old Thorsten sent through uh, predictions predictions for the for the race, and when he sent that through, I said, "Yeah, it all looks pretty pretty stock standard." Although that one thing I did say, I thought um, potentially Pete Jacobs might go a bit quicker than what he had predicted, and he ended up doing such. So I am well, no, he didn't really. His expected time was exactly the same. It's just that everyone else went slower. So Pete Jacobs' predicted time was eight thirty, and he did eight twenty nine thirty basically. So. It was Patrick Vernay who she was meant to go eight twenty one, who went eight thirty five. So maybe Vernay's getting slower. How did he think Craig was going to go eight oh nine on that course? Well, it's all based on previous races, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Anyway, um, 
Anyway. Yeah, is Crowley 20 minutes better than Jacobs? No. But I'm not quite sure how he came out there. Anyway, the story of the day was uh, Pete Jacobs absolutely smashed them all. So I think well, the, probably the most impressive thing here was we know Pete Jacobs is a great swimmer. We know he had uh, you know around a two forty one in Kona, which is the record, isn't it? Is, is right up there, second or third. E- equal, very close to being the fastest ever time in Kona. Conditions were great, but still, hey, yeah. it's, it's an incredible do it, eh? time, and he outran <clears throat> everybody else on the day. Um, but I guess his potential weakness in the past, and, and not that it's a huge weakness, but has been the bike leg, and you know, sometimes he's had to work a bit harder to stay with the group. But he just rode away from the group, and hey, these guys are not. World beaters, but Patrick Vernet has been top 10 in Kona and he went out there and he put eight minutes into him. So you expect he came out of the swim 46 minutes, so you know, a couple of minutes up on everybody. I was ahead of everyone. Rode 441 and then I'd imagine was in a bit of cruise control on the run, running a 259. He did have an injury, apparently he, yeah, was, he was nursing that, so maybe that's why he did crank the bike a bit harder. Well, no, he did. That was a strategy going into the race. He was mm. saying that um, he basically knew that the, the run was always going to be a bit slow because he didn't want to push it, so he smashed the swim on the bike. And just kind of plodded home, and you kind of felt he had it most of the run. So, but yeah, great race for him because that bike is a big step up for him, isn't it? Yeah. So I think you know if if, if he can keep that up, you know, last year obviously he had the puncture issues in Kona, and he still finished. Was it fifth or seventh? Was it maybe seventh? I think something like that. Yeah. Some, somewhere in the top ten. Yeah. Um, he could be a potential real threat because he's always going to be there out of the swim. And if he can hang with the guys coming off the bike, he's now shown that he can run as fast as anybody. Yeah. Um, so he could be a real contender this year. Well, I think also the thing is on Jacob's side is he actually that's wrong. He's actually only twenty nine. So yeah. He's got he's got heaps more development, mm-hmm. and and we all know that the easiest place to get speed is your bike. Mm. You know, like a swimming that takes years to get seconds <clears> and running. Well, you can you definitely get speed on the run, but there's often often with the bike if you can get. Bigger gains time-wise on the bike than other areas for energy output. So he's a pretty big guy, you know. We remember him in road. Mm. He's um, not not bigger than fat, but he's tall and mm. pretty pretty solid. So to mm. run that quick is good. I did notice that he's he's no longer with. Um, he was with one of the Abu Dhabi teams, or oh, the, is he? I noticed he had his own all his own sponsors on there. So he's obviously doing his own thing. But good guy, Pete. Too. We'll try to get an interview from Mancona. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Patrick Vernet, who's who's always done. So he's won well. it four times. So. He's, Damn that Iron Man page. Why yeah. does it refresh like that? Because it's stupid. <laughs> That's why. Patrick Vernet was second. Uh, st- good steady race by him. Um, he was making up time with Pete Jacobs, but it was uh, it was too little too late. Big gap um, between second and third to um, Jason Shortis. But really impressive swim for Jason Shortis. He's usually an absolute um, you know, brick in the water, and he swam 49 minutes, so he came out with um, you know, basically the, the main pack, which was uh, very good for him. Uh, 4.57 on the bike and 2.50. On the run, so he used to be a better runner, didn't he? Oh, I mean, look at that—he's he's still got only just uh, second fastest run split. So maybe the, the course was was a bit slow. Scott and he had fourth, uh, Courtney Ogden fifth, and that's about. Well, I think the interesting thing is Mitch Anderson. Now, Mitch Anderson has won Western Australia as a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did, did he get second? I think he no, won. He's won it. Yeah, won Western Australia. Now Pretty he's sure. racing as an age grouper. Now maybe he's trying to go to Kona and actually do really well in Kona because. At the end of the day, he came seventh overall. Second off the bike. Second off the bike. And, you know, so you kind of think, well, as an age group, he must just turn up as a pro and get some money. Well, you're not going to do it that race because it's so piss poor money. It's only, only oh, paid about true. five, D was saying. But I think that's the thing. He is a working athlete now. Yeah. Um, so. But still, obviously, a bloody good athlete still. Mm. But apparently, you know, from what I read a while ago, you know, he's not training as much. He's just a good, strong athlete. He'll be working off his base that he's got. Uh, so pretty impressive racing. I had a guy... 
that I give a, a, a program to over there in Australia, and he's he was talking about racing, uh, <clears throat> you know, entries going to open for Ironman Australia next year, and he's in the 35 to 39 age group, and he wants to qualify. He hasn't raced an Ironman yet, but he's he's got a good background and done pretty well in, in half Ironmans. Yep. And he's 35 to 39 age group. I think there's two age, two slots in that age group. Really? <clears throat> in then, Australia? Yeah, and then you've got, you know... Um, is he racing next year? Sorry, I wasn't next, listening. Next again. year, but then uh, you've got um, what's that guy's name we were just talking about? Um, yep, um, that guy, I've Mitch taken, Anderson. Mitch Anderson. <laughs> you know, he's taking the first slot, and like so you're going to be pretty fast in the 35 to 39 age group to get a spot. Yeah, you, you really are, aren't you? Um, the girl side of things, it was kind of obvious, but she had two punches. Two punches. Yeah, Carolyn Stephens, the mm-hmm. second in Kona. So um, 50 minutes swim, 5.12 on the bike with two punches and a 3.22. And also a bit of a foot injury. So apparently she was in a lot of pain on the run. So, you know, kind of no brainer that she was going to win the race, but it obviously didn't come to her easily. No. Mm-hmm. And then uh, people we haven't heard of before, Emily Pearson in second in 9.38. Still respect, very respectable time. And uh, Kirsten Malloy in third in 9.43. Might as give some love to the first age group, good old Rebecca Eva Light. Eva Lee. Eva Lee. Eva Lee. Um, and Tino Seven to get a fifth. So nice. Must work as an age group. I think her name's popped up as a pro in the past, so maybe she's a, doing the same thing. Maybe she's with Mitch Anderson. Oh, maybe they're a couple. Maybe they are. Maybe they love each maybe other. Maybe they John. should be a couple. If you know Let, Mitch Anderson, he's not, not married. <laughs> if you know Rebecca, oh, sure. if they're not married. And if they are married, to. disregard this. Yeah. Um, okay, then we also had, uh, it's not Vineman, John. No, it's not. It's Wildflower. I love Vineman, though. So. Vineman rocks. If you guys are in America, you're in California, you want to do a great race, go to Vineman.com. They'll say, yeah, you can do a 70.3 or a full distance race. And we like them because they, they seem to be there for the And the full, des- full distance is nearly full for this The year. full was full, John? Nearly, I think. You fool. Uh, <laughs> it's just full. We're having great today. <laughs> full of great jokes. Okay, then, well, uh, good old Jess Thompson. A former Stanford steeplechaser took it out. Smoked them on the run. Mm. So uh, apparently, you know, new name to watch out for. Uh, the guy well, He's got second there a few times. Yeah, I don't think he's got second there. He got second at a couple of 70.3s, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but Is the field not as strong as what? Because this used to be the big race, didn't it? It did, yeah. I'm you not... kind of get all like the, the top, top dudes here. And this field's a strong field, but you haven't got the top names here, have you? And I guess the reason for that is now there was, there's so, been so many 70.3s early in the season, um, and with okay prize money, yeah. um, so I, I guess that, you know, when you're weighing it up, need some points, do part of the 70.3 series, get me to Kona, that's where this potentially suffers a little bit. I wonder where um, race organisers, you know, I wonder if they stress about that, because you know, Wildfire has traditionally been one of the big 70.3s of the year, you know, it's kind of one of the big marker races that, you know, maybe it's named just draws a big, good field. Whereas this year they look at it and, you know, you've got some good athletes here. Don't, you're not disrespecting the athletes who turned up. There's some great athletes, but you don't have the top, top tier. Yeah, so yeah. I wonder if the race organisers are stressed about that. Again, I think you probably come back to the point is the race organisers are probably more stressed about having a full field yep. than, than what pros are going to turn up. And as long as you've got a good, respectable field, which is certainly is, you know, yeah, we're not saying it's not a good field, it just doesn't have those so top cry. in the world, yeah. guys. Um, I don't think they'd be stressing too much. And you can still write a good story out of this, so I think... Oh, I don't think they'll be too stressing too much, but um, I'm good to see Tim Boone come in at second, seventh. Yes, so yeah. Jesse Thomas, yeah, former runner, 
apparently um, came past uh, Clayton Fattel and James Kanana were on the run, sort of locking horns, and uh, apparently it's Jesse Thompson just smoked it <laughs> really? past him. It seemed like they weren't even moving. Don't you hate it when you're in a race and you're, you know, and you're battling out and someone passes you and they're just in another level and you're just yeah. like, oh well, <laughs> you but, can't do anything about it. But Jesse Thomas did say that he, you know, in, from his running background, he made a point of when he went past them, he, he went as hard as yep. he possibly could to completely demoralise them. Yep. So impressive. So keep keep a look out for him because you know you, c- you can can sometimes say, oh yeah, he's a runner, he's maybe sitting in on the bike and and uh, not doing any work. But that course in Wildflower is, is difficult. So if you can you know if you can do it on difficult courses, uh, he's uh, a guy to look out for. So, Good to see um, friend of the show, Rapstar, <clears throat> coming in at six. Yeah. Why why have they got two sixes? That's weird. They have two. Mm. Uh, and the woman, Leander Cave, took it out. She mm. got second a couple of times, I think. Yes. I was her. She's got second a couple of times. Yes. That's right. Well, no, but the other fellow got second in a few 70.3s. Mary Beth Ellis, who's more of a ITU athlete, uh, <clears throat> second. Megalie Tessery in third. Bit of a not-so-good race for um, Virginia Barista-Tagy and Sam Warren in fifth and sixth. You'd expect them to be up. So the woman's still pretty Jody strong, Swallow. isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And Juliet Grant from New Zealand and Christchurch in tenth. Pretty good race. Mm. Okay, then. Um, what else have we got here in John coming up this weekend? <clears throat> oh, no, we also have... We had the pl- Play... How do we pronounce this one? Playtest Challenge... Fertunera. Fertunera. Adventure. Adventure. A few... It was a new challenge race uh, over there in one of those islands off... Uh, off Spain or Africa or somewhere, <laughs> different part of the world. Or America us. or Australia, um, somewhere. Rasmus Henning took it out from Marty Jensen and Stephen Bayliss, and then on the girls, Eva Ledesmar from Spain was first, Erica Chomor second, and Edith Nita from third. Erica Chomor is someone who we haven't heard a lot of over the last 18 months. So that, no, you know, like she had a really good year a couple of years ago, and then getting towards the twilight of her career. Uh, has mm. been around a long time and is traditionally a very, very poor swimmer. Um, and the, I think the thing is with the girls' side, I think the whole standard is starting to lift and lift and lift. Mm. And uh, and if you've got a weakness, um, sometimes that can be highlighted a little bit, which it has for her. But yeah, but I remember, you know, she had that breakthrough time and she was uh, got second and wrote yeah. and then went on to have, I think, a really good Kona. Um, so maybe this is a start of something big for this year. Okay, John, coming up this weekend, we've got Ironman St. George and we've got a couple of Kiwis there, haven't we? We have. Brett Whiteley was on Facebook saying give some love to Zania and uh, Chrissy. Yep. So last year at this race, first time last year, and apparently the water was really cold last year, and the, actually the overall temperatures were, were pretty chilly, which is, I think it just was just one of those days where it, uh, in the week leading up it was fine, then all of a sudden on race day it was freezing, and apparently the water was cold. Uh, Michael Weiss took it out from Ben Hoffman and Chris McDonald, so pretty slow times, 8 hours 40 for the win. Only one person went under three hours. He went 2.58 on the run. Mm. Uh, I had a guy racing last year, and it was a tough course. And on the bike, apparently the winds, it was one of those days where you've almost got a headwind all bloody day, uh. which is quite painful. Uh, and the run definitely had a few hills in it. Here, the, the Wirtle Mater, which we talked to after the race. Here, the Wirtle took it out. It was, I think it was the first Ironman win in 9.35. Meredith Kessler and Catelyn Snow. And Jenna Crawford came in fourth. What's happening with her? She's having a baby. But when is she having a baby? Very, very soon, I think. And is she planning to get back into it straight away, or...? Um, uh, don't know, but she's moving as well. She sold mm. a house. Where's it going? I think she's moving up north somewhere. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. Stop it now. Buy your house back. We want yes. it back. Okay, then. Uh, so it's coming up this weekend. And Thurston, what does he think? Thurston's got his uh, predictions on there, which is good, because uh, I couldn't find the list of pros uh, anywhere. Um, so he's done well to get that up there, which is, again, one of my big frustrations is, you know, if you've got a small race, fine. It's, you know, you've got to prioritise your time. 
but when you've got a race that's going to fill up, you've got all this money, can't you just nominate one person just to do just a little bit of PR, maybe yeah. a week out? And, and at least, it, you, I guess one frustration I've got is now that you've got this whole database of pros in the Ironman Pro membership thing, why can't you just have them all having a little profile picture with just a little just the details about them, and then you just link it up to that and say, right, pros racing in this race, you have a list of them. If you click on them, it's got their recent results or just something about them. It's 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 weak. Well, just as you were saying that, there, I was thinking, why on Ironman.com don't they have you know? Let's click on Heather Wirtle's name yeah. and have her race result, but then more, learn more about Heather and it'll take you to all your tracking of all her results and stuff like Which that. Must be easy to Surely do. Surely it would be it's just content management, and I know the initial time costs would be a lot but the resource would be really great and yeah. you could have lots of advertising because I know when um, not slow twitch um, extra used to do that eh? and yeah. it was really great you you go actually see a whole, a whole athlete's career on one page and it's kind of no, it'd be really cool if I amended that it'd be great yeah. um, it'd be good for the athletes it'd just be a win-win for everybody for yeah, yes, you're right. A bit of investment time, but hey. But then again, you know, if they have good advertising on each page, mm. you know, so in theory you can make your money back. Um, well, what do you, so uh, Thorsten thinks? He's predicting uh, Michael Weiss, who won it last year, to take it out again. Uh, expected time, 8.44, which was similar to what he did last year. Mike Twelsick, uh, he's predicting in second, and Matthias Hecht in third. So I'd pretty much go along with the, those lines. Um Nobody else is really there who you think might jump up. Bevan McKinnon from New Zealand, he, he won Wanaka. Um, he's got a predicted time of 9.07. I'd expect him to potentially go a bit quicker than that. So let's see a Kiwi um, move up the field a bit. Other than that, there's nobody really on that list. I thought I saw Chris McDonald's name on the list. Um, he, he, so, But he, he's not on uh, Thorson's list. So other than that... Daniel McDonald? Is that our Daniel McDonald? No, it's not. Mm. So. Heather Wirtle, uh, Meredith Kessler and... <laughs> What's he racing in the pro? I mean, if this if it's not Daniel McDonald from Christchurch, but Daniel McDonald from Canada, his predicted time is twelve fifty four, and he's entered as a pro. So, well, maybe he's just never finished. Yes. Mm. And uh, Tamara, who's that one, John? Kuzalina. Kuzalina, who he thinks is going to take out. Third. I reckon Didi Griesbauer will finish higher up than fourth. Uh, he's got her predicted at fourth, and other than that, no, 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 no changes no, really no, to last no, year. No, no, no. Okay, John. If you want to go the, if you're going to the Olympics in London, if you live in London, you've got to be pretty excited about a triathlon, John. Yeah. You'll be going cheering them along, won't you? You will. No, you won't be. But you won't be in the in the stands area, the special uh, area, because that's sold out. So how does it work? Well, you, you know, obviously, can general population get into it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with triathlon. That's the beauty of triathlon. The beauty of the marathon is, yeah, it's one of the, mm. one of the only free events you can go along to. But they do have the, <clears throat> you know, the finish shoot. It's covered in stands, and, and you obviously get preferential stuff. You have a big screen. And it's not a huge amount of seating, is it? No, no. Mm. And that's what you pay to get into. Um, and so if you did want to go to that, you are out of luck. Have you been to an Olympic? No, I've not. Been to Commonwealth Games. Um, been to plenty of world champs. Um, haven't been to Olympics. Do you regret not going? Were you, were you in New Zealand when you were in Sydney? No, I was in... I wasn't. No, I was in uh, Hong Kong then. And then. my mate Slam I am, he went... <laughs> And at the time I thought, oh, what a waste of money. Then when he came back, I thought, jeez, I wish I did that. And I would have gone if I'd been in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but when I was in Athens, I was in the UK, and um, a mate of mine went across, and yeah, we were friends with Bevan and stuff, and that would have been pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so why didn't you so, go to that? Well, it was quite a hassle. That's like going from UK yeah. to Athens. Bit of, bit of work involved. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looking back? If you could turn back time. <laughs> no. Okay, then. Uh, Can't live with regrets, Bevan. The Juicinator, good old Nick Morales, he's uh, sent through a really interesting, a great story 
that he hears about a guy called Hector Picard, and he's a double arm amputee who's doing triathlons, and he's got it on tridues.com, and it's a really good article, eh? And uh, so he's basically got one arm that's pretty much completely it's chopped off shoulder the shoulder, joint. and then he's got his other arm is sort of chopped off at his elbow. And uh, he's going around, he's doing a lot of half Ironmans uh, this season. He's trying to get to Kona. I think he missed out on the lottery. Uh, but pretty impressive. Apparently he can change a, a tyre with his feet, which is impressive. It is, it's, it's awesome, mate. I'm curious about how he breaks. Because it, it, like, it's taken a while to come up the page, but it didn't look like he had a hand or anything. It looked like it was just a stub. Yes. So maybe he has the back, back foot pedal, brakes. Yeah, back, he must have. pedal brakes, maybe. Yeah, he must have. Pretty impressive, though. If you want to find out more about it, go to tryjuice.com. Yeah, it's a really good. We maybe even try to get on a show at some stage. Okay, John's sponsor. Uh, bike jerseys first, Bevan. Oh, bike jerseys. So What's if you want John? to get a bike jersey, I'm um, putting in an order in a couple of weeks' time. So put that up on Facebook. Got a few orders already. So we've got... Now, we have... A, do, now do you, uh, people always send me emails saying, oh, look, can you can we put on a list? Do you keep the name of those people? Yeah. Oh, good. So yeah. you've emailed them. Yeah, so I have. Uh, have you? Yes, I have. Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> So if you want to buy a jersey, get on it. You've got about 10 days to get the order into me. Just flick me an email, imtalkorders at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get that sorted for you. You've got short sleeve option, long sleeve option, and the winter weight option. Here we go, well. Brett Wilder. Hey, guys, just about to make it to St. George, currently in San Francisco, for the night. Managed to get an extra meal on the plane. Go to Brett Whiteley. But most importantly, a big shout-out to Chrissy and uh, Christine and Zania, who are racing next week. But then John's gone and pressed me and said he can get three extra meals on the plane. One extra. It's, 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 it's an effort. How many did we get? I can't remember. We didn't do very well. No, we they didn't. Don't, they don't do it. It's, it's hard to get now. So even if you get one these days. Is, is yeah. So you've got to give them some respect. A little bit. Yeah. Back in the day, three. Yeah. Standard. Okay, then it's the discussion of the week. Now, we, 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 we'll do a sponsor first. We, oh, we, sponsor. Let's try you off. So Extreme Endurance. One thing they've got on their site, they've got a very good active facebook page so you can find out about all what the athletes are doing if you want to contribute at all you can do that as well um but they had an athlete that last weekend was racing congratulations to extreme endurance athlete christine jeffrey on her fourth place finish at the itu world cross championships in spain yes why not and i thought that was interesting firstly because um they've got plenty of athletes doing amazing things in different parts of the world but this is the first ever i'm tying a bit of news here with sponsor yeah. first ever time that itu have sort of gone into the realms of um basically xterra not calling it xterra so oh really they, so um, so they so they're expanding yeah so they've now got a world basically a world xterra champs and uh so what are they only mountain bike 10k no, that's a oh, junior. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So if you. Um, Mounted bike 20k. So it's a, it's a thousand that. meter swim. Yep. 20k bike. And a 6k run. And a 6k Do run. Yep. One? And Comrade Stoltz, unsurprisingly, uh, took the race out. Um, he's pretty much the king of Xterra. Putting on there. And uh, what was impressive, I'd, I'd love to know and how. Nicolana said it. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to know how Conrad Stoltz would go in a pure mountain biking race. I know we talk about this with like guys like uh, Lieto and stuff, but he absolutely destroyed them all on the bike. Oh, right, yeah. So, in 10K, he put like four minutes on them. Yeah, well, six minutes on a lot of the guys. So, um, yeah. He, 10K? He, no, 20K. 20K of, of te- technical stuff, you would imagine. So, very impressive. He took it out um, by. Uh, I don't know much minute. about Conrad Stoltz. Is he a pretty sharp athlete? Well, he, he is the king of Xterra. He wins every Xterra thing. Oh, he's got yeah, heaps and heaps of world champs. Um, he used to be a, an ITU athlete as well, but he was a, a weakish swimmer, so always missed the Could you make a living, a pretty good living from it? 
I think he probably does because he just kills everything. Yeah, I suppose he's good to market. Yeah, um, but yeah, so it's really interesting to see here because you also had a Nico Lanos in there who's won. Uh, I think he's won um, Matt the Maui Xterra race. Uh, yeah, he did. Year, yeah, he did. Champs, yeah. and uh, then you got guys like Bruno Pay from Portugal, who's a very good ICU athlete, and yeah, so he ran nineteen fifty one. So he took a minute forty out of Conrad Stoltz on the run, and and put, and put another minute into him the swim. But lost eight him. eight minutes on the uh, on the bike. So Conrad Stoltz, legend on the mountain bike. So good have to you, see you. Xterra? No. Would you like to? I'm, see, this is exactly my point here. I'm, I'll be absolutely crap on a mountain bike. Yeah, just don't have great skills. So, well, it's a, it's a completely different skill set, but I think it'd be a beautiful race to do. Mm-hmm. You know, like because you're actually you're going off the road on a mountain bike, and there'll be trail running, and yep. yeah, like, it has its place in our sport. It has. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it that. But let's let's go back to the extreme endurance angle. So, so extreme endurance. So, main thing I was wanting to get across here: they've got a very good active Facebook page. You can find out about what all their athletes are. Congratulations, Yvonne Van Vlerken, on her win at the Mountain Run Hill Sprint in Rollerberg, Sweden. So it was a 1500 meter course with over 236 meters uphill running. You know, old Yvonne, she's obviously on the extreme endurance, but she was saying that she actually takes it during a race as well. Oh, was she? So, plenty of top athletes using endurance. If you want to get yours, use the code IMTALK and you get a 20% discount. And if you go to a race, you can actually go to the Facebook page and you can see, like, for example, they're at day, they're doing, um, they obviously had a little expo tent or something at Wildflower. So, hopefully, if you guys went along, said hello and said you listened to the show and you know about them from the show. Because they're getting out there in the community, so check it out. If you're ever getting anything from our sponsors, always say, oh, we heard about you from IM Talk. Yeah. Makes us look good. Makes us look impressive. Xendurance.com. Xendurance. Okay, this time, discussion of the week. Now, where's that one? I need to close the pages, John. Um, what I do here is I'll go IM Talk. You start talking, hey, John. We already had the uh, Facebook page up Yeah, there I know, but I lost, I've got too many um, pages So, up. did you like my work on Facebook last week? You were you, 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 an active Facebook user last week, mate. I was, I was trying to be active. <coughs> added a few pictures there. Picture of Joycey and Now, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, if you look at these photos, you, you, you could think bad things, John. What do you mean? Well, not bad things as in we're bad people. We're just we're hanging with Joycey at the case Swiss party, looking all looking rather sweaty. <laughs> it's exactly it was pissing down, pissing down rain that night, wasn't it? It was a very fun night. Joycey was good times. We have to do it again. And then our friend Rebecca. Uh, that- no, um... Oh, no, it was Alex. Jessica. Jessica. Jessica from WTC. So just the way she's cuddling you there, John, I'm slightly uh, concerned. No concern needed. She's still done on the phone. <laughs> Bevan's... And, and then, then, then we've got my good friend, Michaela Jones. Yeah. That was when she didn't like me, eh? Yes. Yeah, she really didn't like me at all, Michaela Jones. Yes. Because I... Mean, uh, she didn't like the fact that I asked questions about getting old. No. No. <laughs> and we didn't know race results. Oh, look at this, John. He's a Yvonne. That's a beautiful shot. And he's picked her. Anyway, back to our discussion of the week. We're rambling a bit this week. <laughs> it's a great show. Oh, no. Keep talking. Uh, so last week's discussion, Bevan put up there was uh, if, if, we, if WTC were going to list uh, their company. As a publicly traded company, do you think you'd buy this year's? And if so, what do you think they're worth? I'm cuddling up, Bevan. I'm cuddling yeah. up. Let's, let's get into I it. I thought it was a weak topic, to be honest, and uh, but everybody seemed to like commenting on it, so it was uh, interesting stuff. Good. David Wiley was first off. Definitely... It's in vogue to knock WTC these days, but ultimately triathletes are still voting with their feet and signing up to WTC races. The sport is booming, and whatever you think about it, commercialisation, WTC offers a fantastic race experience, especially in North America. You know what, I think they actually do all around the world. Yes, you know, I agree. I don't think they put on bad braces at all. Um, I'm going to say, who was it? Tim Porter, my grandpa. My grandpa? Mm-hmm. What did you call your granddad? I never knew them. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a downer. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Oh, Granddad Frank was mine. Anyway, always told me that you don't get rich by putting the money in the bank. The rich people own the bank. So I reckon the same goes here. You could offset your race entry fees with yearly share dividends. That might also offset regular whinging about the high entry fees. Nice. Real Triathlon says $140.6 million. Nice, nice. I'm going to go down to the wise one, James Botel, and I'm going to say private equity managers are smart investors. They invest in the Ironman business for its returns and for large upfront cash flow. The same things that would attract the shareholder. The problem is, well, it was a bit bigger than I thought, they wouldn't sell without being able to realise significant profit, usually 20 to 30% per year based on invested funds. Be hopeful and worry about what might happen to the brand next. So let's be hopeful that Olaf has a lot of friends. I'm not sure what Olaf wrote. Um, or a lot of IM Talk listeners answer the call. Perhaps IM could sell as an entry, a lava subscription, and a share in Ironman next race. Uh, Roger Thompson, I would not buy because if WTC was selling, it would be because they had reached their maximum value as a company. Ooh. Them selling would be the first indicator... Um, that the value of WTC was on its way down and potentially be the worst time to invest. So WTC would only sell if they saw they could not make any more on their investment and really there is nothing wrong with that from a business perspective. Good old Gary Smith says no, not until they were a fairly truly global company with equal distribution of slots and lottery places. I follow Ironman for the athletes and the races, not the brand. Nick knows Rose. Uh, most investors buy shares to make money. They would likely have no relationship with triathlon, and triathletes will not make the uh, dent they think by not buying shares. Triathlon is largely growing sport, and whether WTC relates to, to Ironman or, or not, people will still want to make money. That's a good point. And I'll finish off with Fit and Unfit. It's a great name. Nice. Parents must be <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> thrilled. I don't think it would, uh, I would for similar reasons to Roger Thompson. Oh, I love that. However, I think about the possibility. If enough of the Iron Dork community bought a big enough stake, we could control the Iron brand and force the company to run races the way we wish, all wished it was. That is actually really good. I like that. Your thoughts, um, Sean? Obviously, they're doing well, but I've got absolutely no idea on how you get return on investment from shares or whether they make enough money to Yeah, I'm not much of so, a money guru. No. So, uh, would you buy shares in it? I don't buy shares, and I wouldn't. But um, I tell you what, I watch this great documentary called Inside Job. Um, it's about what happened with the financial institute, you know, around the, the global financial crisis. And if, if you haven't seen it, guys, it's it's a must see documentary because basically, the financial industry is just ripped off the middleman, really. Mm. And uh, and it's it's appalling. You, you get a little bit angry when you watch it, but mm. it's it's a must see because it does make you think twice about where you're putting your money. But anyway, so I think you know the business model they've got is they, just, they can just keep printing money. I mean, you just keep putting on races at the moment, and especially in North America, they'll just keep selling out. So I mean, it would seem on the face of it that it would be it would be a very good investment. But well, know. I suppose it comes in where how much they're trying to claim for a per share, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and how much nobody really knows how much profit they're making. We all sit here and. Oh, you know they're, they're charging too much at races and stuff and we don't nobody really knows the costs and actually how much money they are making so maybe they're not making as much as we all think yeah I'm not a big but sh- I guess they're owned by a private equity company so they probably are yeah they wouldn't have bought it unless there was mm. value in it but um, yeah I don't know I bought up shares in it I don't know I, I kind of think that sometimes in life when it comes to buying shares it is to buy, good to buy shares in the thing you know really well mm-hmm. so for example mm. you know like for me with <coughs> Apple 
I know the company really well just because I'm kind of passionate about their products. And so you kind of tend to know the trends of that company. So maybe, but I'm no investor advisor, so I wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> but why would they want, I, I don't know, <clears throat> yes, they'd probably get a lot of money if they did it, but I don't, I don't see any reason why they need more money. They just put on more races. It's not that hard to put on more races and they've just got more cash flow, but hey. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see the financials. Mm. And that's the thing about when they go um, public, they have to show that stuff, don't they? So, mm. yeah. I'll tell you one, one thing on Facebook, Jamie Ward's actually put a great photo. Um, where is he? Look at that photo. That's a great photo. It's got Jamie Ward's out from an early morning run whilst on holiday in Weymouth, UK, listening to Iron Talk. He's running along the beach and he's listening to the show and he's taking a photo of himself. A uh, triathlon in Weymouth each year. Weymouth Middle Distance Triathlon. And then someone else, who was it? Good old Matthew Bins, Bevan and John. Here's a topic for you that to see how far and wide your show goes. Where in the world have you listened to I Am Talk podcast? For me, I'm listening to the three episodes overnight at Gallipoli recently while waiting for with 8,000 other Aussies and Kiwis for the Dawn Service at um, Anzac Grove, Cove, I should say. So I kind of really like that. So maybe this week, just not as a discussion of the week, but go on Facebook and tell us where you listen to the show. Right. And maybe put a photo up, because I like that. I thought nice. it was cool. This week's discussion, John. So we all heard uh, about earlier in the show about Craig Alexander not racing Ironman Australia because he wasn't well. Traditionally, he doesn't race an Ironman race. You know, in the past, he's always yeah. won or second or finished high enough in Kona that he hasn't needed to. So now he's got this conundrum that he's going to have to go and do another Ironman race to, to validate his entry for Kona because you would assume he'll have enough points after his fourth place finish. He'll do a few half Ironmans and he should be sweet. So if you're in Craig Alexander's shoes, would you, you've got to go and do another Iron Distance race. Would you go and race another one where you, you know, you're racing um, to, win. to win or would you just go and tick the box? You know, For him to go around and do, say, a nine-hour Ironman um, would not be a huge stress on his body probably go do that and, and, and have, a, have a race to 70.3 the weekend after and, and really treat it as a training day. Um, so would you race one or would you just train and distance to tick the box? It's an interesting discussion around this because does it hurt his brand for him just to tick the box? Mm. But the other thing is it is starting to get later in the season mm-hmm. and Alexander does seem to be someone who really is conscious of preserving his body. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, like, you know, once it gets to July, does he want to be racing a hard Ironman? Mm. Yeah, good discussion. Okay, so we'll check that on uh, IamTalk.me and we'll link it through to or to our Facebook page. Okay, let's put some music on, Jonbo. It's not going to be now 45. Let me hear the music. Let me hear the music. Bum, 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 Age Grouper of the Week. I just realised my fly was undone. Oh, I had <laughs> I do fly low quite a lot. Do you? Mm. Oh. a particular pair of jeans, they just seem to do it. So why don't you go with the buttons? But I, really, I, don't have, I don't have jeans with flies. Do you? It's been a long time since I've had a jean with fly. Yeah. Just, if I like the look of them, I'll just go for them. Yeah, but maybe you shouldn't, because mm. apparently you fly low quite a lot. Good and look, everyone always tells me that. You know, that yeah. John, he's great on the podcast, but every time I see him, he's good fine. <laughs> Like age group with like who's seen it through? Good old DB Hazeldean. We see, like locals. We like locals. Oh, and she goes, love, love, love the show. Last week's interview of Bob. We got lots of um, emails about Bob, yes. didn't we? It was very interesting. We purchased his book for a more in-depth view on it. Might try it out. Looks like he has a recipe book that you can purchase too. I want to nominate my partner Scott McNam. Now we've talked about Scott McNam before, haven't we? Yes. When? Uh, several times. He, after I mean he's young, because he had a good race that we're going to talk about. Okay, well. And he's local, that's why. And he's helped out, helps out with races for me. For age grouper of the week, I wish I knew at the face, because I'm sure I know him. Mm-hmm. But okay, I just, 
Well, I just, um, yeah. For age group of the week, for qualifying for Kona in his very first Ironman. In Taupo, Scott came in 16th overall, including a pro... Uh, including the pros in a time of 9.14.57. Leading up to Taupo, Scott did a few half Ironman races, all with good results. He did the Karapura. Karapiro. Karapiro. Two, um, got second in 29-25-29 uh, age group. Six overall in a 4.33. Then he did Ash Burton, who got second. Oh, and Scott McNabb. Right. Yep. And he got seventh overall in a 4.28. Uh, he did a half Wanaka, where he got first in his age group and third overall. Uh, in a 4.34 and then Ironman New Zealand second in his age group 16th overall in 9.14 for the people out there who have done you know 20 Ironman and with the hope of going to Kona they must hate Scott they must hey. and not not as in like want to kill Scott but as in like you're working so hard for so many years and you get this you know, young fresh faced guy turn up and I think the people that race him in the half Ironmans must be uh, must hate Scott as well yeah exactly because Relative to his half Ironman times, his Ironman time is incredibly fast. Yeah. So, you know, if we put it in perspective, Ashburn he finished in seventh place. Andrew Black, who who won that race, um, yeah, true. Him out. You know, he, we were, we were looking at him. He had a calf issue on the day in, in Taupo, but you know, a target time for him was about that nine fifteen, nine twenty. If he'd done that, he would have would have qualified. But he had some issues on the run. But he was, you know, he was first in Ashburton versus Scott was um, was seventh. So his half and I think it was a good. He was a good, probably twelve minutes in front of Scott. Yeah, I mean the half Ironman times here are all four hours thirty plus or minus sort of five minutes, and then to go turn around and do a nine fifteen, you know, double that, and you're only adding on fifteen minutes was the what is, what is I know we often get this question. What is the, the you know if you were to say yeah. it's hard to predict, but more like more like half an hour um, on than, top than, of say fifteen minutes. You know, so for us, you know, in Ashburton, I'd imagine we probably went like. 4.10, 4.15, yeah, and then yeah. we sort of go about nine hours in an Ironman. Um, so I think it's more likely to be closer to half an hour. So I think, firstly, it's impressive that he basically maintains his half Ironman pace. Secondly, it was his first Ironman. And thirdly, it was a crap day yeah, weather-wise. It was a really hard day, yeah. So impressive to qualify, very impressive to qualify in your first Ironman and, and to do such a, a very impressive time. And you know what, Scott? As much as those other, the other competitors may hate you for being such a legend... Mm. Debbie doesn't. Debbie doesn't. She loves you. She's a lover, not a fighter. She's a lover, man. And I saw Scott out training on Saturday. I was sitting in an intersection. I'd just been to the... Uh, just been to the what did you mean to? The, the nursery, picked up a few lavender plants. Oh, he's like, oh, gardening. Sitting there at a set of lights. Saw somebody come down Barring Street. And it was Scott and it was Quantanaroo. Not many people have Quantanaroos in New Zealand. No, they've got an old school bike, haven't they? fancy TT Quantanaroo bike. It was somebody else finishing off a Saturday session. Probably it was probably that. Harold Scott. 11, oh, he's obviously about 30. 29. I think he's 20. I think, he's, I think he might be 28. <laughs> so impressive. He's all booked up for Kona. Most year. We'll see him over there. We'll see him over there. Hopefully Debs gets to go as well. Hopefully she does. Pretty solid I wonder solid what the percentage of partners going to Kona with the partner who's qualified is. Mm. I reckon the first time always a lot. Yes. And then someone like Albert who goes every year. What does he even care? <laughs> so nice work, Scott. Oh, we had, we had a pause there. Um, you are our age, age group of the week. Okay, next sponsor, guy, John. Sponsor, Athlinks.com. Okay, I'm putting this up. So this weekend we've already talked about Iron Man St. George. So one of the things on Athlinks that you can do is you pull up their page. Oh, I'm having issues here, John. You're going to have to wing this one. You go... Well, no, we can't wing it. We're going to have to have a pause. No, 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 you keep winging it because so, by the time you've won it. Basically, on Athlinks, you can pick which races you're doing and you can say, I'm participating in this race. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to pull up the page on Athlinks. It's going to tell us about who's racing. Is your internet slow, 
Yesterday it was. Yeah, what was that about? I don't know. Because we were both on Telstra, aren't we? Mm, oh. slow yesterday. Um, so this weekend at Ironman St George. Whoa, heaps of people on Athens. Plenty of people racing. Ben da- um, a- go to the top. Agent 140 is racing. <laughs> nice. That's somebody you've given a nickname to, so let's give them a bit of love. Is it? Yeah, I'm sure you've given that person a nickname. Really? Agent, I think Agent 140 is, is a nickname. Oh, I've got a private, private profile. Don't, uh-uh. don't do that on Athlinks. Be share. So that's one of the things I was going to say about this. When you're up on Athlinks, you know, you can do a bit of uh, bit of smackdown stuff. <laughs> if, you, if you say you're racing this race, <coughs> you know, people are going to come and check you out. For example, good old Brian Howard could go up to Beth Goldsmith and say, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the crap out of you on this yeah. race. Yeah. So firstly, you can check out your competitors, but you can also have your competitors check you out. Well, you see someone like Brian... Who's Brian for why? He's saying, "Well, I want to, do, I want to do ten fifteen. The goal is to enjoy the training, but to still qualify for Kona." It's Brian Howard from Calgary, Alberta, yeah. Canada. And then we go down. We can look at good old James Webster. Now he's a little bit faster. He's aiming to win his age group and qualify for Kona to go sub five on the bike and do a nine thirty. Nice. And then we got the other end of the scale, John. We have got Jerry Nan. His goal time is just to finish sixteen fifty nine fifty nine. Yeah, James Pete. In the 35 age group from Putney, London, Great Britain. And he's got this picture. He's looking pretty fancy on his descent, descending down some great big mountain. Yep. Who else have we got? Anyway? Tim Perkin, Tim Parker, Scott Moish, Melanie Sherman, Matthew Vogel, all these people racing over there. So if you're doing a race, you get on Athlinks, just tick the box. Yep, I'm doing this race coming up. Keith Oldswell has got the plan. He's going, well, I want to do 11.30. I want to have a good swim. Take it as it comes on the bike, saving something for the run and finishing standing up. Oh, you want to collapse the lines. Nothing like coming across the line. Yeah, my first time in, I did. And collapse. I was on the... I was on the, the yeah. yeah. Give him a give Mike Riley a cuddle. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm there, mate. I'm an Ironman. <laughs> so... Keep all your results in one place on Athlinks. Well, the key of this is, this is where it's quite fun, because the thing is, if, if you go on Athlinks and you just put, you never do anything with it, you, know, you can't really participate in this stuff, whereas if you go on, you go, I'm doing these races, you can actually just go and see what other people are doing, and there is some, some something about the camaraderie of this, which is really quite cool. So, like, you, you know, you've got Charles Romwell, and he's going, well, it's my first Ironman, ultimate goal is to finish, so... Yeah, it's pretty great. Always have, a, always have a profile picture up on Athlinks. Yeah. And if you donate to the show, make sure you've got a profile on Athlinks because we can use that to give you an appropriate And see, so, yeah, when it comes to the perving, we can look at Andrew Young, but it looks like he's got his missus there as well. Oh, what's all that about? Get, just, her, get her out of there. No, it's, it's all good. About it's just love. He's 34, he's a male, he's from Fresno, California. And the California International Marathon. Into 311.11. Nice, solid time. And actually, it's pretty good because the last marathon he did before that, he did... 3.41, so he lost half an hour. Nice. Yeah, good work. Athlinks.com, story results, and also the races that are coming up. Good work. Okay, Athlinks.com. Um, John, what do we got next? Uh, we got music? Music. Music. We don't really do as much music nowadays. Oh, let's get some music. Website of the week. Do you know what I did the other day, John, which I didn't actually plan to do? I was looking at buying a Kindle. Do you know what a Kindle is? Well, funny you should say that. Oh, did you buy one? No, I didn't. But when I was looking um, at how if anybody bought uh, Bob's book last week off uh, oh, Amazon, I clicked on it, and the version that is on Amazon is a Kindle book. Oh. So I wasn't quite sure what that means. So okay, well, so, me. so a Kindle is, a, is it like an, an, an e-book, an electronic book. Right. Or, or, or an electronic device that you can read book on. They have e-ink and... 
the cool thing so I've, the reason I was looking because I buy a few books off Amazon you know what I always forget to do I don't talk things so sorry but I'll do that but um and, and so I was thinking that either an, I might buy an iPad mm. but I don't really need an iPad <laughs> because I've got a laptop and I've got a, a desktop and and I've got an iPhone, so I don't really need an iPad, but I want an iPad, but I don't need one. So I thought, but I do buy quite a few books off Amazon. Mm. And so I thought to myself, well, what I'll do is I'll look, because in New Zealand, you're paying 20 bucks for shipping for a book. That's a lot. So if it's a book that I can't get in New Zealand, I'll get it through Amazon. But I thought, well, if I buy a Kindle, like 180 in New Zealand, eventually I'll redeem that cost because I won't do the shipping. And books are a lot cheaper if you buy them on the Kindle version because there's no hard, yeah. hard you know, copy. So I went on Amazon, had a look, all the rest of it. Oh, good. I decided not to buy it because I'm a tight ass and I hate spending money. Yeah. Two days later, I got an email saying, now that you bought your Kindle, there's some things to know. And somehow I'd bought it. And it's turning out today. Nice. I'm not happy, John. Uh, so so if you, to, to buy a Kindle thing off Amazon, you've got to have a Kindle thing. Right? Yeah, you need the device, and it's a wireless device, and then, and then you can just buy books. But it's significantly cheaper. Like, I, was, I had, well, since I bought it, <laughs> I thought I'd better check out what's happening. And like a lot of books that you pay 20, 30 bucks for, they're only 10 bucks. Yes. So it is a lot cheaper. So Bob's book was $9, something like that on Kindle. And yeah, and then you don't have the shipping, mm. and plus you also don't have um, But is it the just weight? like reading off the, like... That's the thing, I won't read something off a computer screen. No, because it has special, it's called e-ink, so it actually mm-hmm. looks like paper. Right. I'll show you next week because it turns okay. up today. So. Right. Anywho, so if you're going to buy a Kindle, I will recommend it to you next week. Go through right. our Amazon page because we get a little bit of cut on it. Not on our one because yes. I didn't know I bought it. Anyway, website of the week, John. Uh, so it's two websites that... Uh, the Wise One. The Wise One sent through. And they're basically YouTube clips um, or video clips, and they're pretty good. So there's, there's one um, of... Challenge wrote 2010. <clears throat> Got plenty of good coverage on there. Nearly 14 minutes of coverage focusing on the front of the pack athletes. Half of the interviews are in German, the other half in English. Hey, so for a change, there is something that is known for the non-speaking English speakers. Uh, is well produced and gives a great sense of the race, countryside, and the size of the event. And I had a quick, you know, had a quick look of it. Remember that running across the field out of the uh, yeah. out of the swim transition. Did it bring back some? Yeah, I bring back the memories going, it looks like a nice day that they're racing here. <laughs> yeah. Also brought back the memory that Bevan and I had the best positions in transition. Initially, I was thinking, God, we're a long way away from all the top guns, yeah. but our bikes were right by the exit point. So you run all the way to your bike, we'd suit off, boom, on your bike and you're out. What I do love about challenges, the, the, the road race, is that when you come out of the water, just how they've got the bags on the ground. I don't know, it's just kind of cool where you get out of the water and it's right there. Mm. I did like that. Uh, and the second clip is Ironman Germany 2010, which is also another special race when Andreas Rayler just uh, killed them all. Um, and really good to see uh, it's a more of a downtown race where you're actually going through the centre of uh, oh, he's got, it's a great atmosphere, a real sense of the race setting, there's no interview this time cool to see an event go through the city centre and that's one thing that the Germans do extremely well with uh, WTC with Ironman Frankfurt and ITU with uh, the Hamburg World Championship Series is uh, downtown racing pretty amazing well, it's interesting that Germany as a country does have a lot of time for the long distance triathlon like in, in, you know, in most countries we're pretty niche and you know you might get a half an hour wrap up show that will go on you know your sports channel whereas in Germany on the big networks you know they'll have live coverage of road, and I imagine of the German race as well well it's a big sport over there well, it's not a big sport it's, but I'd say it's but on it's par it's big for its participation yeah but I'd say New Zealand is on par with Germany for awareness and perhaps participation in triathlon mm. per capita I would imagine um, but you know people in New Zealand certainly are a lot less patient with uh, giving up roads and stuff for events you know for us to 
potentially run so like in downtown Auckland um, people get pretty upset about things like that generally yeah it's a pain isn't it mm. well uh, James Patel gave himself a 6 out of 10 chance of getting this on the show and James you've obviously got a 10 out of 10 yes you're like that it's one, on there. You, John James good with his websites high fives you're not so happy G- with give yourself a, l- a slightly lower mark out of 10 oh really yeah harsh <laughs> on James I love you James okay next sponsor coffees of Hawaii mm. So, got specials in the month. They've been up there for a while. We haven't been updated, so I'm assuming they're still good and accurate, but they're bloody good specials. So, for overseas customers, if you spend more than $50, shipping is free. Wow. Enter the code IMTALKFREE at checkout, and shipping should be free. So, that's great for overseas customers. Bevan, special num- next one. Oh, uh, sorry, I was yawning. We're yawning a lot today, mate. What's all yeah, that about? Well... It is six. We did get up pretty early in the morning. Uh, okay, uh, buy three bags of coffee and receive one free. Click here for details on ordering. So basically, let's say you buy three bags of coffee, you get one free. Nice. So <laughs> all these specials, all our codes and everything, if you go to imtalk.me, click on the Coffees of Hawaii logo, it takes you through a special page. It's got all the different specials codes on there. So if you're looking for a bargain, Coffees of Hawaii. Will it's be a good just- idea. Let's say, you, let's say you do the three-in-one deal. Let's say, for example, you know you like your Kona Nightingale and you always get that because it's the one you like. But you don't. You want to take a risk, but you don't want to spend the money. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so you go. Well, you know what? Because I got the free bag, I can maybe try that um, Molokai. Other thing, American listeners, because probably going to be a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, no, a little bit late for the rest of the world listeners. Mother's Day is this weekend. Oh, get it is. John. There, you can get express delivery. Get it in time. Mother's Day if you're struggling for an idea. But a coffee. That brings me onto a good or, question. Or John. a few coffee cups or something like that. You have to get onto it pretty. Do quick, that, that pushy thing down. What's it called? It's your yeah, wedding ring. Uh, the pushy thing is your press. Yeah. French, yeah. Your French press? Coffee press? I think it's French press. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what... No, I know you're trying to think dirty things, but... <laughs> I'm not! I'm pretty sure that's Not with your saying. mother. Okay. Plunger. So plunger. Plunger. Okay. So the question I had, John, is what have you got your mum? My mum? Yeah. I've got lots of things. <laughs> Come on. You got I went and bought Belinda's Mother's Day present, which I shouldn't have to buy her Mother's Day present. She's not my mother. But yeah, but when the kids are young, you do. Because the problem with me is my daughter doesn't have a mother to do... Well, her mother's not worried about me, so... Right. So, we're, no, we get along really well, don't get me wrong. But the thing is, is that Tyler never buys me presents. Mm. Although last year she didn't make it a half ass card, mm. which I thought was pretty good for her because she never, never buys me a pair presents. of socks for Father's Day last year. Really? So what did you get Belinda? She won't find out. Well... Tell us. Go. An iTunes voucher. Oh, Nice. $50 voucher. No, if you spend $40, you get $50 worth of money. Nice. No, so you like coffees of Hawaii. Buy three, get so one. I've ruined this price because she's probably going to find it at no, home she, anyway. Oh, uh, will she look for the coffee, I mean, for Mother's Day present? Yes. Uh, mm. Voucher you should be able to hide. Yeah, I probably should be able to, but <laughs> I, I think that every time. It's hidden in my office drawer. Well, underneath a, a, a office drawer's not hiding. <laughs> Bring it here next time. Right. Hide it here. You have to break into my house. Yeah. So Phil, if you're listening, don't go and tell Jen because Jen will just go and tell Belinda and yeah. surprise me. Okay. There's no surprise in that, is there, John? Yeah. What you should do is next time lie on the show and see who Phil tells. That's yeah. Point. Okay, then to Coffees of Hawaii, check, check. It out. Yeah. Okay, questions and answers. Jeez, that's going to be a short show, John. No, we'll be fine. We'll do an hour 10, I reckon. I'm not sure if we'll answer this one or not. Mike the Farmer of Fox, I found about uh, a 10k open water swim four weeks out. Um, before doing Ooh. an Ironman distance race, a forest man is the second year going long. Will I be able to fit this in without compromising my next Ironman race? And I would say it should not be a problem, providing you are appropriately trained in your swimming. So, you know, if, it was a, if you're going to go do a marathon four weeks out, 
probably not a very good idea. Yeah, impact's so much um, different than swimming, isn't if it? If you're going to really smack out a half Ironman out, four weeks out from your main race, probably not a good idea. 10 meter, 10k in water swim, providing you don't have any shoulder issues, um, shouldn't really take much out of you. What would be ideal is it going into a little bit fatigue potentially, um, although you have got to worry a little bit about cramping in the swim. Um, so ideally, you know what I would suggest you do if you're doing a 10k in water swim is, uh, and if it's suitable, is to go into a bit of a brick session to do your 10k in water swim, get out of it straight on the bike. Great simulation for Ironman, and um, and test out a few things on on the bike. You know, maybe do like a three-hour um, Ironman pace ride straight after a 10k swim would be a great simulation you'd be able to test the, uh, is there a risk of injury because that's, that's a big there overload there is a little bit but I think you should be fine what about after before recovery no like the week afterwards you, no, you, no you wouldn't be swimming, big swimming next couple of days would you? Well, you wouldn't you wouldn't need to um, but I don't think for, a, for an open water swim here have a couple of days off swimming afterwards but I don't think there'd be any, any major risk have you ever done 10k swim race? I haven't done a 10k swim race. I've swum 10k in the pool, but I have on several occasions, but I haven't done a 10k swim. How long did it take you to swim 10k? Not as long as you'd think. Oh, really? No, I have from memory, about two and a half hours, something uh-huh. like that. I mean, we're, the, the times we did it was uh, doing 100 100s, and we're probably averaging about one, 130, so that's... Was it, was it tedious? Oh, we had a bit of a group doing it. Yeah. Birthday specials in France. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday today. Me and Macca doing it. <laughs> Me and Macca and a few others. Good old Mike didn't get Kindle. He's got the iPad. Got him with that. Jacob uh, Thurscard. Uh, listen to show 244 with Peter Short. And I've come to realise I'm getting myself a coach. Could be extremely valuable addition to my training. I'm training for the upcoming challenge... Ah, how do you say that one, John? Arthas. Arthas. Uh, and an injury means I have less and less time to get fit. Worthless training time, therefore, can't happen. Now, when trying to find a coach without any knowledge of who's out there and not wanting to end up with one of those crap ones, how does one go about finding a good coach in the area? Speak to tri-clubs or other athletes, anything else? So that's the main thing I'll do is recommendation is the best thing so there's actually we'll put a link up on the site um, it's off the triathlon New Zealand website mm, it's a good um, piece isn't it and it basically what to look for in a coach and it's just got a whole different things and it's really more about you having a think about what you potentially want and then you know questions you can ask so I think that's the main thing is if you're looking for a coach so you find somebody you like obviously check out their website which is obviously all going to be glowing and saying they're wonderful and marvellous um, but have a few questions about specifically what you want from a coaching relationship um, and most coaches if they're doing it on a professional or semi-professional basis I know this is how I'm happy to operate is, is have like a no obligation chat and just you know um, you ask a few questions I, I generally go to people how I operate and then you just sort of say well if you're interested you know go for it um, um, if it doesn't work out it's, uh, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the key things to think about is what you want. If you just want a training program, then there's plenty of people out there that don't necessarily be lo- need to be local, um, and you just need to get what your expectations are there. In terms of that process of actually finding a coach, I think you're, you're, you're spot on. You actually need to look at your triathlon club, look at triathletes in your area, and just ask about if you're looking for somebody local. If you're looking, if you're just wanting a program, then the world's your oyster. There's, there's, there's gazillion coaches online who can who can help out with that. It's, it's not it's, it's not an not an easy process, and it's all about clicking. So, so imagine nowadays for you that the breaking down the barrier, um, you know, for new athletes to come on board is pretty easy because the show probably you yeah. know people know you now. Yep. But before that time, how did you how was, was did you find it hard to convert people who are interested in using you, or have once someone's decided to look at you, they've pretty much come on board. Usually they've pretty much decided to come on board, but I, I 
for, for my protection and their protection, I would generally have sort of a, a couple of month um, kind of trial 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 period, and, and if they're not happy at the end of that, then just go separate ways, which is absolutely fine. And it happened yeah. um, once or twice, and yeah. uh, and I've made it happen myself once or twice. And I'm just saying, look, this isn't going to work out. You, you're not my style does not suit your style. Yeah. Um, so you, you know you're wasting your money paying me, and I'm going to end up being a frustrated coach because yeah. we just we just don't click. So it happens. I'm. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things to go with that as well. Like, you know, there is the whole use an online coach, someone like John, but if there's someone in your local area that you can use, you know, do you actually think you can have a, a good relationship with this person? Because, mm. you know, you, you, A, you've got to have respect. And I think the thing is when there's an online coach, there's less need for personality like, mm-hmm. you know, like because you, you, I imagine you Skype your people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so fine. you've got to communicate a little bit, whereas if with your local guy, you know, you may even go to training sessions with them and stuff like that. So... You can maybe just establish and see if you've got rapport with that person first. And I think if you've got a good rapport with that coach, it's definitely going to help you be more successful with them. Good point. If they are local, if they've got some sessions, that's a perfect way to find out about them. Mm. Okay, then, uh, so this one's from Gav. Gav who? Gav the Pav. That's what Gav, they call it. Gav the Pav. Because my, 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 my dad's name's Gav. Yes. Or Gavin. And uh, that's what the kids call him, Gav the Pav. Nice. Okay, looking into CrossFit about um, paleo diets. I'll be reading Warb Wolf's book on it. Could be a good website of the week, robwolf.com. Excellent for paleo eaters. Excellent book. So there you go. So, <coughs> you know, it's interesting to hear the feedback based on um, what we discussed with Bob last week, and um, a lot of it is based around the, the paleo. No, I'll be really honest, I've heard a bit about paleo lately because, just because, but I haven't actually done any research on it. So you can buy Rob's book then, yeah. robwolf.com. Um, so yeah, we will try to get somebody on to talk specifically about the paleo diet um, because it is a bit of a, it's not a fad, but it's it's one of those. Well, it is a fad. It's a new fad. It, yeah. So uh, let's uh, we'll, we'll get some an expert on to talk about that in a bit more detail. And uh, but Gav is just saying that he's really into it and he's found Rob Wolf's book really useful. It's a nice website he's got too. It's nice. nice. You nice like and... little pictures of cats here? He always likes his cats because he's got pictures of him with his cat. He's yeah. obviously big in CrossFit because he's got lots of CrossFit stuff happening. Nice. So, so there you go. Next one, um, Ryan. You folks rock. Yes. Firstly, want to thank us for a great podcast. He's got some uh, coffee. Loving it. He got his hundred percent Kona coffee. What I do love about it, Ryan's just saying he found the show about a month ago and he's pretty much listened to all the episodes. And I love how people do that. They find the show and they just overwhelm themselves with us. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I've missed. Uh, I will have to miss two weeks of training due to military requirements. Oh, I love the military listening. I can still train one to two hours a day, but won't really be able to follow the plan. My question is: When I pick up my training upon return, should I pick up where the plan is, or repeat a couple of weeks in the plan? This is my first Ironman, by the way. So he's aiming to do which one? He's got doing the Rev Three Cedar Points. Great in September, and he's done some seventy point threes. So I think the thing is, if you are able to, you know, if you've got periods like this where say you've got a couple of weeks. Where you can't do your long rides, your long runs, whatever. Um, if you can keep training, then yes, it's absolutely fine to sort of pretty much resume where you're at. So if you know if he's able to tick over one to two hours a day, it's still plenty to, to keep you to keep your form, can keep your condition, and then when you come back, should be fine to straight get straight back into it. If you were to say I've got to have one to two weeks completely off, then that's a slightly different story, and then you need to ease back into it a little bit shouldn't take too long you know you're not going to completely lose all every single modicle of fitness that you've got in that period but you would just need to ease back into it a bit more um 
the one thing that I think everybody needs to be a bit cautious of is intensity and if you're training for an Ironman you don't really need a great deal of intensity anyway especially if it's your first one but that's the thing if you're having a bit of a break and you come back and you go along to a group session first session back and you go and go smack some 800s out of the track or something like that then that's the real dangerous thing but if you just ease back into it with uh, some long aerobic training sessions should be absolutely fine and if you're able to keep up that one to two hours a day even if it's only in fact one to two hours a day is more than enough even if you're only able to keep up like 30 to 45 minutes if you're able to run 30 to 45 minutes one day maybe swim 30 minutes the next day and keep that going for um you know for 10 days or something you're just gonna just gonna keep your fitness up so it shouldn't be an issue so what should he be doing in that one to two hours that he can do in those two weeks well i'm assuming he probably can't um probably can't ride so i just alternate swim one day bike next day and maybe maybe a little bit of cross training if you've got access to a gym then maybe swim one day bike one day repeat that twice and and then maybe every fifth day doing a bit of a cross training session at the gym you know a bit of cycling a bit of running making it a bit more of a a bricky type session yeah Cool. I think if you if you only have two weeks off and you only get one or two hours, you're still training one or two hours a day. You're not going to lose a lot. It's no, not stressing. No, no, not at all. So it takes ten days to start deconditioning. So mm. you know, once you have to think about that, you've got to be fine. Um, just good old Roy Spicer sent through one, and he just goes, he's got a question non Iron Man, but he was in London paper today. Pictures of a group of married men doing from offices in London doing the Hucker at Hyde Park to show respect to the World War One New Zealand Memorial. Is the Hucker taught to marry men only, or do most children in the country? Know about the hucker through school or friends. Most, it's basically the All Blacks, really. Yeah, I would say most New Zealanders probably. No, most most men in New Zealand who are into their sport would know the hucker. I would say. But do you think you could do the hucker right now? Yes, but I'm not going to. Don't <laughs> ask me to. Um, especially those that probably went to more. Um, in New Zealand, they private schools, which is the opposite to the UK. But if you went to like a, a boys' school, um, those schools will have their school haka as well. And so you have your big inter-school rugby matches and the whole school will do the haka. Which that's Did you have a school haka? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, so yeah. we didn't. See, that's pretty... But I went to a public school. Yeah. If you go to a boys' school, then that's it's, it's a pretty impressive thing when you've got your inter-school rivalries. You've got the, This is especially that's in Christchurch. It's Christ College versus Boys High. You have the whole school on the sideline watching the rugby game and the whole school Did you do that? a haka. Yeah. Was it cool? It's pretty impressive. Yeah, 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 it would be. Yeah. Um, so the answer to the question is, I would say, I mean, do you know the hacker or not? Yeah, no, I do because I because yeah. when I travel, I often have to do it when I go around the world. Yeah. So if you're into sport, you watch the All Blacks. They're on a lot of TV a lot of time. You'd know pretty much all. And if you're in a group situation, you do it. If you go to like the World Triathlon Champs for in the ITU distance, often you'll get the whole New Zealand contingent sort of men doing doing hacker. Well, even my even the business I work for, Les Mills, they have their own business hacker. So, um, because they're, they're quite a cultural business and, and we're kind of a global company that seems to be having a bit of an impact. So, we kind of came up with our own hacker for, and it's a real cool hacker. Mm. It's, 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 yeah, not all schools, because my school, we didn't actually learn a hacker as such, but no. the, the, the Mary kids, they would, um, they would learn, there was definitely, the, not all of them, but the, if you did like Māori as a subject, you know, you'd often learn hackers and stuff. And we had a pretty good co- um, cultural group. So, um, but it is one of those things, you know, because the All Blacks are kind of, the big cultural icon in New Zealand. It is one of those things that most, you know, Kiwi kids will grow up wanting to learn haka, and mm. you know, and, and even when your Kiwi's on the piss, you know, <laughs> the yeah. haka comes out, and and it may not be 100 percent right, but it's an all in the right spirit. I couldn't do the kapa haka one, or whatever it is. Oh, uh, the new one. Yeah, I couldn't do that one where you slit your throat. Well, no, so. they, t- they took it out. Oh, weak. I know, because that was awesome. That haka, eh? Yeah. Um, but the haka, like, if you ever get a chance to experience a good haka, 
It is a powerful way, mm. you know. Like it is. I, I was a, we um, when Leslie was introduced to New Hacker a few years ago. They had like um, twenty. They had one of New Zealand's top Maori leaders take us through it, and then we went to this conference. And I, I wasn't in it because I just couldn't make it. But um, they did it, and it was about forty, you know, mean, lean, you know, athletes up there just doing this hacker and it just mm-hmm. spine tingling stuff. It's pretty awesome. So oh, if you get a chance to experience it action in the flesh, it's pretty cool. Uh, just Mark Pomery just sent through an email just about last week's interview, and he's just saying I got listened to the interview with Bob. Uh, excellent stuff. I've been following a similar approach for myself and athletes I coach for nearly three years now, having come across with, <clears throat> sorry, uh, the work of Dr. Lauren Cordain and Joe Fred. Um, Freel. Freel with the paleo diets for athletes. Uh, this nutritional approach helps to gain greater attraction with athletes shifting from merely eating for calories to eating for nutrients. Uh, he actually did an interview with the Swim uh, Try Swim Coach podcast a couple weeks ago. So if you want to check it out, you can check, check, check it out. Nice. Uh, other links from the show, John? You gotta talk about it. Yeah, so so we've got our um, iPhone app, and we we tend to sell a few of those every month. And so it's an app that basically where you can get the show at all times. You can listen to any show, and it streams the show to your um, device, which is really good because often overseas you can't download. Let's say you're out and about, you can't download it off iTunes because mm-hmm. it won't let you unless you're on a Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to stream the show if you're just out and about, and you can listen to all the older shows. Now we've had one for our um, iPhone for a couple of years now, but we actually have an Android app as well. And our Android, I'm not on the Android marketplace, so I don't know much about it. But our app is on the Android marketplace, so I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes um, and I may even put it in the, in the sidebar with all the advertising that we have on the website so if you've got an Android phone and you want the app it's 2 bucks US um, and it's just an easy way to get the show if you're out and about there John's advertising special <laughs> here we go so next weekend is a Rise Up Team Challenge anybody in Christchurch should get off their butts and enter and get some people involved is next in weekend? Sport. yes no or it 15th. isn't 15th 15th of May not this weekend coming the weekend after Bevan Ben on the double book himself <laughs> he's committed ball. Um, the Rise Up Team Challenge so oh no no I'm away there working after that good so my diary say that good um, so get involved in that riseupchallenge.co.nz um, my John's Winter Madness Camp is now all confirmed so the race uh, the, the dates got enough people have you not, not yet but I'll um, it's yeah. going ahead I need to do the training anyway so it's going ahead pretty, pretty much regardless so 30th of June Thursday 30th of June it starts in Christchurch Christchurch Kaikoura day one day two Kaikoura to Hamna 135k's um, day three we do a ride from Hamna and then day four is riding back to Christchurch so solid distances we're going to have three groups so ability is uh, you just get divided up into groups based on ability so everyone is pretty much welcome um, be so that's a- open to anyone eh? if you're in Australia and you want to come along yeah Yep. Make sure you bring all your winter it's gear. It's going to be cold. You know, it's smack bang in the middle of winter. It's 475 bucks for four days of action-packed adventures. Good times. Get in touch with me if you can. What else you got happening, John? Um, was that it? That's it for my advertising this week. Well, I was expecting five or six like last time. <laughs> uh, one person I want to get in touch with, Christopher Holbrook, who won our auction on the Half Challenge Walsey, which is the one in Austria. If you're listening, please get in touch with us because we haven't been able to get your entry um, sorted out because your email keeps bouncing. And uh, and so there you go. Okay, well, give us an email. It's uh, I am talk podcast at Gmail. Okay, John, well, we're going to Kona and we're going to Kona because you guys love us going to Kona basically. And it only happens because the people who donate to the show. So um, these people have donated to the show and so they, they get their I am talk nickname, yep. which I actually think you should get your birth certificate changed to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Totally agree. Mm. You like this one. Olaf, Death Mile, Schweidler. Tell me about it. Because oh no, Darth Mall. Is it Death Mall? What's one off? Um, oh. I think. Well, I looked it up. I think it's, it's Darth. It's, it, well, oh, I don't know. I think it's Death Mall. What's it off? Is, it's off Star Wars. Oh. And he was off the newer one. He was the one with the red face with the, uh, yep. the black. He was real mean ass. I'm not really good on new Star. Actually, I'm not that good on Star Wars. Oh come on, where have you been living, Ben? <laughs> I can't believe you. Ah, oh, you don't watch Star Wars. Ah, oh, what have you been I've doing? I watched them. I watched them, but the, the last three were pretty average. Oh, just to be honest. Oh my god. <laughs> Right, it's my one chance. I've seen a movie more often than being here, so I've only. Seen it's only because your boy's young, isn't it? No, I haven't seen it. I saw it once or twice. Yeah. Um, so Olaf, uh, I think he had his profile maybe on Athlinks, and it was sort of he'd done like that, not not sepia, but sort of a red and black sort of coloured one. Yeah. So I thought death, Darth Maul. Nice death Darth Maul. John, big balls, Barnes. That happened a couple of weeks ago, didn't it? Yes, because he contributed heavily to our. Um, not so much to our Kona fund, more to our Christchurch earthquake fund. So it was awesome. Great. Um, good old Bevan Collis, the tri-murderer. Crikey. Yeah, I know. I've got a few angry ones this week. Yeah. But he murders triathlon. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Cipollini Crab. Nice. Now, why did I come up with that? You must have had a picture on your Athlinks page saying relating Joshua to... Joshua always contributes. He might, but it must have been something to do with um, cycling, because Cipollini, you know, he's one of the famous um, sprinters and cycling and they must have looked like he was sprinting then must have been something like that uh, you did this one or was this an old one oh, see these were from a few weeks ago so I'm forgetting how I came up with them Paul the Lieutenant Dudley mm. why'd you come up with that one John bloody hell <laughs> see Bevan didn't do the nicknames last week so I can't remember why fault. I did them all sorry <laughs> but it's a bloody, but good, it's a bloody good name okay I could have gone Nuttall I could have gone down the, the nut bit because Luke, Luke Nuts Nuttall. Nuttall. He was age group of the week a couple of weeks ago. Oh, did you call him Nuts Nuttall? No, that's what he was. Um, that's what Cam Hansen. Well, I've gone Touch forward. of Class. Right, Luke Nuttall's because okay. he's an age group of Touch of Class. You know, he's got a bit of class happening there. I can remember my next one, Nemo, Dory. I know Brown. why. I know why because you got kids and you're watching that Nemo movie. That's right. Yeah, and Dory was the friend, forgetful friend. Yes. Well, that's, that's a real nice nickname. Yes. <laughs> I bet he loves that too because I'm sure he hates that movie. Right. Jez, or Jess or Jez, Jess or Jez, eternally youthful Baxter. Wow, why is that? Because she's eternally youthful. How do you know this? Because uh, we just get through um, the web, the, her email address was uh, satinskin.co.uk. You keep talking. And you, can, you can see if I, you can try to get the link from where I'm coming at. It's satinskin.co.uk. Okay, dot co. Dot. So Jez through and I'm thinking, oh, hey, look at this website. What's this all about? What's the involvement here? Can I come up with something from Oh, the internet's so slow right now. Do you want me to... to, 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 to are you going to your next, Here we go. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's, it's, oh, that cracks me up. So what Satin Skin is, it's a pillowcase that stops your basically wrinkling at night. Yes. But you know what? My, my ex-girlfriend, Raylene, used to always complain about her wrinkles in the morning. Yes. Did so, you get her one of those? Well, I'm not because I'm no longer with her, but if you I was... Get one anyway. Maybe I'll get Joe one, although I'm not complaining about Joe's wrinkles. When it's <laughs> so anyway, if you want to check out, basically they're satin. Oh, oh, oh! Don't like, don't like websites that make music at me. How do I turn down off? Down there, down there. I think somewhere down there. Turn off. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway, basically the idea is these are satin pillowcases, and if you sleep on satin, apparently reduces the chance of. Uh, and hey, and if you do that, you'll be eternally youthful. Yes. Nice work on that one, John. Greg May, the smashing machine. <laughs> I've just gone more. Nice. <laughs> the smashing machine. And you've got the last one. Oh, and oh. Justin Waller. Um, the weapon right again I like that. theme yeah well I did go a bit angry today because I, what I did is I actually looked up MMA nicknames mm. and they all seemed to be a little bit angry so, right. so I kind of thought 
Okay, well, I'll go with that. And we also had uh, a regular contributor, David Braveheart Chambers. Yeah, yeah, yep. And he's a good man. He gave a good, good contribution as well. So all that money, getting us to go to Kona. And I think once, once we actually, if we even start to go over that, we need some new gear. Yes, we do need some new gear. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, we do need some new gear. So if, if, if we're going to money for Kona yet. Oh, okay, so we're probably getting new gear. Yeah, we're thinking about upgrading the system so we actually even mic each. I thought you were talking more about uh, we need to go, <laughs> go get some cycling gear to help something, and we can't really ask them to pay for our no, cycling no, gear. No, and no, wheels well, and we stuff. do need that, but we no, 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 not at all. No, we, we want to upgrade the system so that we get better sound quality. And John and I literally use one mic, and it's in a glass cup, and it's pretty bad, Joe. And we wouldn't mind maybe trying to get a better system where we have a mixing board and everything, but the cost would be quite high. So if we do start to go over, you guys will then be contributing to making the show sound better. Better sounds, better quality sounds. Okay then. Um, although we need more money for Kona. Yes. So we haven't got a car yet, have we? No. Oh. Last year we suffered on the bike and we'll be able to do more interviews. Do you know who we need to give more love to? Who? Endurance travel. We do. Endurance yeah. travel. If you're going to any races, uh, and even and also if you want to get into races that are sold yeah. out, they've often got packages. So yes, it's obviously cost you a little bit more. You've got to go through a package deal. But if you're really desperate to go into a race, um, get in touch with them because that. But you know what? Deals. As much as you know, we say yes, it costs a little bit more. It removes so much stress. Mm. Like when we were last year, last time we were in Kona and we, we stayed with Endurance Travel, man, those guys work their butt off, and you don't have to think about anything. Yeah, so I mean, it's you, just you turn just up and everything's things. done for you. Yeah, just turn up at the airport. You go right. I don't need to bother mucking around. There's a guy the picking you up. The up. Breakfast yeah. every morning. You start to meet people, so it's more mm. social. They, they do such a good job of customer service. Mm. So, uh, if you recently just qualified for Kona, you know. Check it out. We'll, we'll, we'll have breakfast with you. Another, That's right. Another advantage. Yeah. yeah. The juice and it was. Yeah. Here's the office. Okay. So sponsors are coffeesofwire.com. Get the special. Athlinks.com. Race St. George. And Extreme Insurance. Be their friend on Facebook. Okay, John. Uh, anything else? Oh, wait a second. Let's just see what's happening on Facebook. I like. I always think to myself, we need to talk about what people talk about on Facebook. Here we go. You so keep somebody, somebody asked on there about um, recently, or not? It was a while ago. We had video clips. We had a website of the week that had video clips from all the races in in France, not races, all the world championships races and things like that, and triathlons and stuff. And there's a website, French-based website, that has um, heaps and heaps of video footage on it, um, like hour-long stuff, all the old stuff as well, like. Iron Tour, the Indoor Triathlon and things like that. So I put that up on Facebook as well. Good old uh, Norman White's talking about a race in Japan. Strong man. It's been around for a long time, that race. Pretty tough race. I uh, don't know how hard it is, but it's been around for a long time. So three k swim, 155k bike, and then a 42k run. So you run a marathon. Mm. It's interesting. 27th year. Mm. Wow. There you go. So it's, it's, in, it's in Okinawa. I thought it was near Okinawa, so it's a long way off the bottom of Japan, so they don't have the issues. It was Scott Morsh who was saying that. Right. Okay, John, uh, what's your goss? What's my goss? I, as I was telling you before, I'm now, I'm now officially a traffic controller. I sat in the yep. classroom yesterday and figured out... Board uh, crackless. ...was told how to set up worksite stations with... Um, yes, so that was absolutely riveting day. That's why my show notes were a bit late. Like, you said, I was out all day. Do you know what? Yeah. Don't stress, because he, he set through show notes and he gave me an apology. And I thought that was quite, quite mm. decent of you. I only ever look at show notes half an hour before the show. Because okay. I, I book out half an hour before the show so I can do my peas before the show. Right. So as long as it's there half an hour before the show. Except this morning. No, because I sat at Joe's last night. A little bit of snuggle buggle this morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. <laughs> hey, John, if a snuggle buggle would have been two hours late. <laughs> no, it was just the rain. I didn't want to get out of bed because it was pouring down. Yeah, I had to bike home and I was like, oh, do I, can I really be bothered? Hopefully it's going to clear up a bit. Okay, so what else is happening? 
What else is happening? Um, you tell me what's happening and I'll have a think. Well, last weekend I had my monthly challenge and, and because I've been doing a bit of CrossFit lately, I've got a bit of a relationship with the boys at CrossFit. And so I thought I'd go along and I'd do a CrossFit challenge. And good old Andrew, I can't remember his last name, I'm going to put up his last name. Andrew Winter, try to listen to our show. No, Andrew Winter hasn't been coming to the challenges in a while. Where are you, Winter? He's, he's, he's supposed to be asked about my camp as well. I need confirmation if you're coming or not. Come on, Winter, sort your crap out. Yeah. Sort your crap out. Yeah. But uh, no, you keep talking. You keep talking about your camp for a little bit and I'm going to pop Andrew's name. Camp is going to be awesome. And if either, I had an email yesterday from one of the guys coming on the camp. And, uh, Who was that? And Scott Richdale. And nice. he was saying Andrew Taylor. He, he's supposed to do my duathlons and stuff as well. He does. He does duathlons. I'll tell you what. Andrew Taylor doesn't leave anything in the tank when he's exercising. Right. So we did. We did this CrossFit challenge, and they kind of. It was, it was really good actually. We got about 20, 30 people there, and and we um we went along, and they kind of took you through some techniques and stuff, and then they did this like eight to ten minute just absolute blitz. And, and Andrew Andrew Taylor, he is animal man because he was like just going for it eh just facial expressions oh man like but like just giving it everything eh like I'm pretty sure he'd be pretty sore the next day because he was laying some smack down so I was pretty impressed so yeah but you know what you're saying Um, your email yeah bike jerseys so like like he was saying oh I'm going to have to get a a winter bike jersey and I was saying well the the I am talk ones the winter version they're pretty snug sort of winter bike jerseys not waterproof but they've sort of got a little bit of resistance I did see a good old Murray yeah. Holy hammer on the bike fizz on the other really? day. Really? Yep. It's a surprise, see Murray out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's still training. He must train with a group on a Saturday morning because I often see him if I take yeah. my running group yeah. out that side of town. Yeah. Um, so, Bevan, how's the training going? You're, you're well, no, I'm, I'm going for hiking. That's all I'm doing. Yes. Because I've blown that calf and then I did that CrossFit and it was just about right and I'm taking it back to square one and I got plantar fasciitis. Oh, yeah. Mm, yes. But not so bad. Mm. Went to the doctor yesterday. He gave me shock treatment. Have you had shock treatment? No. They, they use this little, like a little hammer device, and it's bing, 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 bing. It's really weird, yeah. Did it work? Well, yeah, it's feeling better today, so. Okay. Um, so you're, you're feeling strong about those brakes still rubbing? You know, last week the brakes oh. the brakes were rubbing? <laughs> yeah, we're going along, I've got to stop, my brakes are rubbing. I'm like, oh, I know that feeling. So Don't think they're going to be rubbing, though. So just my bike felt slow. <laughs> It was my bike. It wasn't me. No, it did. It felt like it was my. There was something wrong with my bike, and I, I don't know what was wrong. And I'm sure it was the brakes. But, but when I stopped, they must have fixed themselves before I looked at it. That's right. Always do. What else you got on? Anything on this weekend? I'm determined to try to try to turn over a leaf this week and actually get some training going on a consistent basis and start my build up. Well, what's happening? You have a good intention. Yeah, like. You know, I had good intentions in February, earthquake, March, basically the whole March is flipping, written off, you know, just earth, earthquake stuff going away. And then April really just got away on me. Just lots of your know, school holidays and, and what uh. have you. So I've written up a program, about 10 hours training a week. Were you, were you even getting 10 hours in a week? <sighs> no, Shut I was on. lucky if I was getting five or six. So the other day... That's here's, disappointing. Here's his story. Um, the other day, Belinda walks in the house and goes... Looks at me and goes, have you been on the scales lately? Oh, really? <laughs> I said, no. Oh, really? I said, you, am, I, am I fat? She goes, oh, you just... You're not as sharp as you used to be, honey. She says, you usually look pretty skinny. You just, you just don't look as skinny as me. You know, I'm not saying you look fat. So, so, so for someone who's never had to worry about weight, mm. and, you know, I didn't notice you getting pretty fat, no. <laughs> no. Does that make you a little bit insecure? Um, I'm insecure or is not aware. the right word, but I'm certainly aware that 
I'm not where I like to be in my fitness. You know, this time last year, we started May, we're probably, you know, five weeks out from Marathon and um, from Christchurch Marathon. And, yeah, they had a crap you race. You camp. But I'd, I'd last weekend, the, the weekend being, I would have done the, um, the 15K race and had yeah. a really awesome run there and then went on to some always went on to Auckland Marathon so I'm always doing something but it's been quite a long period since since basically Auckland Marathon that I've had any sort of focus so getting a bit frustrated about that so determined to start turning it around mm-hmm. right um, so we've got to um, look at potentially going riding uh, so let's do a weather update okay, you do a weather update one thing I will talk about is that I've just released my latest edition of Fitness Behaviour my podcast that I do on fitness and to be honest this month's episode is purely for someone who doesn't exercise and I've really got a different approach to getting people out there who don't ex- you know people who haven't exercised maybe I should listen yeah exactly I'm <laughs> going to send it to you but um and so for you guys can you do me a favour and actually send it on to friends who you know maybe would need it because it's 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 uh, I put a lot of work into this one and I think it's a really good message that will make people believe that they can get exercise back in their life so check it out on my website bevanjamesisles.com uh, the weather update still looking pretty cloudy and rainy I don't want to ride in the rain no I don't want to ride in the I rain might I might stay home today and do CrossFit Okay, we've got fifth. I'll make a decision at nine o'clock. I'll go riding at nine, I think. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy just to do it. But we have had some awesome weather out down here lately. So that's we've easily cracked the hour there, maybe Bevan. Always guaranteed. Um, yep, I think we have, and I think we're actually probably not the, the strongest finish to show either. Oh, now 20. <laughs> we just talk crap. Okay, let's wrap it up. Iron Russ. I mean, don't. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.